Welcome to Booze and Banter. We're all friends here. We like to talk, drink a little talk, and have a really good beer. Beer. That's what we do Tuesday nights because we like to hang out. Booze Banter. Booze Banter. We never had no clout. I've never had no doubt. Woo! Slap some Crocs on there too while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome to Booze and Banter, episode 35. Now, this episode is divisible by five. 33 was divisible by 11. Five isn't as exciting. Not near as exciting. It's still pretty cool. It's still pretty cool. We've done this enough times to be divisible by five. And I just love it. I love the fact that we are doing this all the time, every Tuesday, for our listeners. <laughs> what are these know. numbers with you? I didn't know where I was going with that. But we're going to start this episode like every other one with happies and crappies. And I want to hear Mr. Lawrence. Well, next week we'll be divisible by 18. Shh, that's a spoiler. Uh, happy was that it was a good relaxing weekend um didn't do anything crazy just kind of hung out got some stuff done um of course pittsburgh is now 10 and 0 wait 9 and 0 yeah yeah 9 and 0 whoops uh and i got two fantasy w's both my leagues got a dub even though my other league not with you guys is, is pretty pointless now. Unless everything absolutely goes my way, I probably won't even make the playoffs. But sitting good in our league. Um, and let's see. Uh, you know that notebook I got a long time ago? I've been kind of writing down uh, uh, words that come to my mind. Like I have a Word of the Day app, and I've been writing down uh, um, just just words. Not even just the Word of the Day, raps? but like I'll, I'll be Any listening to podcasts. There? No, just like definitions. Word definitions. Like, do they rhyme? Okay. No. Anything rhyming? Nope. Nope. Just extending the vocab. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, nothing that crazy. I'm not that's, that talented. That's, I can just write that's down. That's the first the first step in becoming Eminem is extending the vocab. And the next thing you know, you're going to be rapping on 8 Mile. Yeah. That's step one. That's step one. But uh, it's just kind of nice. Any I've been interesting words? Any interesting words you want to oh, share with me, the listeners? Let me get some out of my arsenal here. Hold on. Oh. Arsenal, that's a good word. All right. <laughs> Dead air. All right. Word that's number good. one. <laughs> Damn it. Is everybody ready? All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of my one of my favorites is uh, I think I might have told you, but it's a, a dullard. D-U-L-L-A-R-D. And the definition of a dullard is just a slower, stupid person. Which I and love we that. We don't have a single dullard listening to this podcast because all of our listeners are the brightest stars in the world. A1. Well done. I, I consider myself a dullard at times. Mm. Hey, at least you're true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Take one. <laughs> dullard gain for life, baby. Um, let's see. I'll whip out like two more here. Let's see. Some of them aren't just extremely unique words. Some of them are words that I already knew, but just wanted to, get to find the out rap. the exact get definition. To the rap. 
Uh, Kellology. Kellology is the study of beauty. Who studies beauty? Narcissist. That's who. (laughs) Who's the head Jenner mom? What's her name? Chris, what's up? Chris Jenner. She definitely studies beauty. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, she did too. She studied beauty. Um, and then there is, uh, which one do I want to do next? I could do a lot. There's Forlorn. Forlorn is sad and lonely because of isolation or desertion. I think we're, I think we're going to cut you off at Forlorn. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was when I came on this podcast, I was forlorning because you guys were just being brutal. (laughs) We can, uh. We can make a little segment. You, your most interesting word wrote down of the week. You say on the podcast, and and we try to guess the definition of that word. And whoever oh, closest under, drinks a beer. It has to be under seven seconds, though. Fair oh, enough. That's fine. All right. Well, word then, and you guys try it. Ready. All right. All right. All right. We're we gotta start with. New. I like it. Can right, we pick a category? <laughs> no category. Straight out the brain. <laughs> I'm going with okay. sexual. I'm going to win this. I, th- I think Nick will be pretty good at this, to be quite honest. Um, uh, let's go with... Baka's actually like really good with words. Yeah, and Cole is... Oh, I, I want to do that. Oh, what's that word that we just fucking learned? Stop getting learned. Prophylaxis. Oh, that is when you have diarrhea out of the butthole at the same time you vomit. It is when uh, the propeller on your helicopter is propelling off axis. I would say it is uh, something that slows you down and you got to figure out how to get past it. It's something only Pepnobismol can help. Okay, so... (laughs) Uh, Nick is the farthest off. Damn That's it. right. That's right, Nick. So, Bye-bye, bitch. Honestly, Baca and Cole were both, like, on to something, but it's an action taking taken to prevent a disease. Oh, bitch. Okay. Damn. So, like, Baca was kind of like something to stop something, but then Cole was like Pepto-Bismol, stop <laughs> diarrhea. That's so, right. So this dude was shooting in the dark and he gets a W? That's a fucked <laughs> up. It's called shoot from the hip, baby. Uh, well, that was the word of the week. Probalaxis. You got word any crappies month. for us? Oh, yes, yes. It's, it's prophylaxis. It's spelled P-R-O-P-H-Y-L-A-X-I-S. Long one. Um, like prophet. Like that kind of P-R-O-P-H. You know, oh. you know, some words just deserve to die, you know? Not every word needs to live forever, you know? I disagree. You disagree? I like, yes, I do. I love, like, ancient vocabulary and stuff like that. Words that we never use today, but, like, sometimes someone will sneak them in. You're living in the past, man. I am. I'm living in the future. There's only seven words here. Cole's always trying to be <laughs> facetious. <laughs> Look at you live in the past with that word too. That oh. word said to me too. They're Nick all- is the most facetious person I've ever met in my life. Spell but... it. What? Spell it. Facetious? Yeah. 
F A C E. Wait. Yeah, F A C E T I O U S. Facetious. I'm gonna say it's an I after F A C F A C I. Uh, no, I know it's actually, an E. He got it right. <laughs> he spelled it right. I will take back my previous statement because I am a dullard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Better wrap it up. <laughs> what I'm doing. Okay, crappy is that uh, at work I had to I have to rearrange like our entire shop because it's kind of I'm kind of slow at work right now. And our shop is an absolute shit show. So I just smell like a bunch of old tools and oil and and just oh and and I smacked my knee on a ladder and my knee hurts like shit too. So that's a bummer. But that's that's my crappy. Your smell is rather indicative of your look, so that's good. Just an old tool. Baga, what you got? Oh, on this week's edition of Crappy, Crappy, and Crappy, <laughs> I will bring to you one Philadelphia Eagles look like shit. Lost to the New York football giants, and it wasn't very um, fun to watch at this point in my life. Uh, watching the Eagles is like, I would imagine watching your um, five-year-old son get bullied up on the basketball court, but you can't, you can't stop watching. You know, because you love it. You love it. You love him, but it's just it just hurts to watch type deal. Um. So that happened. Uh. Next crappy is somebody tested positive for COVID at my work, and his name's Brandon. I will not disclose names, but it's not me. Um. But the North Dakota laws are so like there's no there's no question anymore in my mind while we're at top of the nation basically for um covid out here and outbreaks and stuff but uh my boss came back around 4 30 today he's like all right dave did test po- oh wow um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um pamela did test positive for the covid 19 and i'm like no not pamela <laughs> and uh He's like, you guys don't have to go get tested. We're not shutting down work down. Um, the laws in North Dakota are if you have a mask on, which we all have for a couple months, and you're not directly by the person without a mask for 15 straight minutes, we don't have to close down work, and you don't have to go get tested. And I think that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and there's no question why we're North Dakota is on the top of the list for COVID tests or positive COVID tests. It's just ridiculous to me. I'm kind of tilted about it. It's annoying. I am trying to go home to see my family for Thanksgiving, and I don't want to be bringing anything back. I also don't want to be giving it to any of my uh, close friends or family. So um, that kind of sucks. I don't like how that is a thing here. Um so that sucks. That's my second crappy of the week. Uh, third crappy, possible happy. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the Houston Rockets. Excuse my language. I know it's too early in the podcast to be dropping F-bombs. But, God, it's blowing up. I've been a, uh, been a Houston Rockets fan since James Harden got traded there in 2013. Dang, so long, dude. It's been a long time. Seven, seven plus years of being a, a Houstonian fan. Um, but it looks like they are blowing things up. And James Harden wants out. He turned down, a, allegedly turned down a two-year, uh, hundred and three dollar, a hundred and three million dollar <laughs> extension. 
which is, is insane. insane. Like that's the most in NBA hit. That would have been the most in NBA history. And that that's really clear to the Houston Rockets that I want out, and he wants to go to the Brooklyn Nets to team up with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And I mean, I can't blame him. Dude needs a ring. That's what his goals are. And now I'm conflicted. Like, do I stick to the Rockets because I've been with them for so long? Or do I go with Harden when he gets traded or if he gets traded? And now I'm just in a little um, kerfuffle. There's another well, word for yeah. What, what do you do? What do you do when Harden retires? I that's the thing. Like, if I stick with the Rockets, I don't have to think about it. But if I go with Harden, I gotta just I might just have to bandwagon for the first time in my life and find a new team. So did you know Chloe Kardashian dated James Harden in twenty seventeen? I did, dude. Dude. I did. Dude. Yeah, you hear this, Tristan Thompson, baby daddy of Mrs. Chloe Kardashian. Oh, I knew that one. The beard got it first, baby girl. (laughs) That's right. I'm growing the beard out all fucking November, December, baby. Let's go. And December, huh? I'm I'm gonna let it grow until I come back to Minnesota. It's looking it's looking good right now. I actually haven't shaved all in November either, but it doesn't really show. But yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. So, so I'll I'll give you a little bit of advice, um, because you are a bandwagon fan. Well, back up. You, there's some fallacies there. That we're wrong. There is. So Michael Vick went to the E-Hells. You became a bandwagon fan, and then you became a true fan. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's Liverpool. Right. Why but did that... you become a fan? They weren't even they were good. good. They weren't even good, by the way, when I became a Liverpool fan. They were really bad. That's <laughs> why. Uh, because I liked Because it was trendy. It yeah, wasn't trendy. The, no, nothing about Liverpool was trendy when I was it, in high school. They, they were awful. They were awful. Okay. It was a trend. So the, and then, the, but no, I'm not letting you get away with it. It was not a trend. Hey, I hey, anything else, hey, and I picked this the middle of the Mr. table. Larson, Mr. Larson, I'm the therapist here. And then um, when James Harden went to the Rockets, you became a fan of them because of what? I don't know where you're getting on with this because of James Bandwagon. Okay, so it sounds like wherever James Harden goes, you should be able to transform into a fan there and become a Bandwagon fan once again. But I've been so engulfed in the Rockets culture for the past seven years. I feel like that is, it's a little bit a part of me, but it's not like the Eagles when Michael Vick left. It was when when Michael Vick left. I was still a diehard Eagle. Like this is my team. I don't I don't know if I feel the same way about the Rockets. Have you ever been to Houston? I haven't, but I don't have to to be a diehard fan. I'm this still diehard. Is, I have Philly tattooed on my arm. I've never why, been to Philadelphia. This is why you are a bandwagon Rockets fan, okay, Brock? Because you you jumped on the wagon when they were trending because they just got James Harden, right? And then you became a real fan, right? Like everybody thought you were a real fan, but now James Harden is leaving, and you're jumping off the wagon. So that, therefore, were you ever it. a true fan? Were you ever a true That's fan? That's true. You, you're giving, you're, you have permission to leave. 
in other words. I know. I just don't want to turn to like Derek. Oh, like oh, this is this is my team this year. Oh my God, this is my team this year. I, like that's never been me. Ever since you guys know me, I've been faithful. But you've done the, the same. You've teams. done this instead. You've done the same thing Derek has, but instead of every year, you just done it every five to eight years. Which I would and you not just, consider. You're not old enough like yet it. to realize because <laughs> you you got all these teams when you were like ten, right? And now you're 25. Okay. So it's been 10 years. You're getting new teams 25. Now. Stop adding ages. Stop so, adding years on my life, bro. So you are going to – it's your time to get new teams. You're a 10 – you're a decade-long fan per teams, okay? You got to find your team you want That's the next good. decade. That's good, it's 2020. It's not a it, – it's not like a terrible thing, but it's not like – you're not a true diehard fan. You're just like a diehard decade fan. Uh, the only diehard fan I am is – Eagles. Is, it's the Eagles, yes. I will. Everyone's got to give that to me. That's Everybody because knows. you joined there late, huh? You joined there you... after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you just said the Michael Vick thing, so you know that's wrong. So do you have a happy for this week? Uh, I guess my happy would be if... Uh, my happy would be I get to see my family. I'm driving up to see them for Thanksgiving. My brother just bought a, a turkey deep fryer, so we're gonna Ooh. be cooking up some good food. Four They're minutes. a pound, dude. They've Four been minutes a pound. They've been uh, out of stock. Like, like you snap when they come into stock, they go out quick. It's like the PS Five this time of year. Like the turkey fryers, you can't get them. And he got one, so we're. I'm excited to eat some deep fried turkey and see my mom and my brother for Thanksgiving. Hell yeah! Wait, that's this weekend. Is- Next week. Is Thanksgiving next weekend? Next week, yep. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm going to go because I like to end on fields. Uh, so, happies. Right now, at work, I'm just editing videos. And That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. Nothing, like, my... nothing like editing some like a- uh, AARP videos, you know, some Medicaid videos, you know, what's hey. up? What's up? Hey, hey. What I was going to say is, to my teachers in 8th grade that said I would never make money editing videos and fucking using a camera for work, yeah, go Did fuck Did they yourself. actually tell you that? Yeah, I literally Ooh. had that conversation. Fucking dinosaurs? But that's literally what happened. And look at me now, bitch. Yeah, fuck you. They're probably all dead, though, to be honest, Nick. Are you gonna no, really going to say this to dead people? They're alive, and they deserve it. And if you ever hear this, I still remember you. <laughs> maybe they're pushing you to be great maybe, maybe they thought they your editing was sus my editing was sus <laughs> at that point in time but i get still some have 8th grade boardwell edited videos out here yeah check out my youtube video on, on or my video on youtube you know <laughs> my 8th grade editing style was um, jump cuts and then I also really like to change the mood every once in a while and go black and white when I was trying to be dramatic. <laughs> but I've for every I'm single project from eighth grade to senior year. Like every any time I could. I was like, this is what I'm gonna do. And yeah, so anyhow, that's fun. That's happy. What's uh, worse? Jump cuts twenty four seven or cross dissolve twenty four seven? Oh, if you if you throw a cross dissolve Every single time you're trying to cut, it literally makes me want to throw up it, or stab myself. I know like, somebody like that. You know somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, we do. And it's like he presents this video to us. It's like actually a pretty well shot video. Crosses off every single time every you break. 
different frame. There'd be a, a, a video clip of like seven seconds cross itself, video clip of three seconds cross itself. It's like there's nothing. It's just oh, it's just too much. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the whole video just dissolved <laughs> like the whole time. Yeah. Video editor probs. That that is a true video <laughs> editing problem. Um, crappies. You know. I don't have I I've been working from home basically quarantined again. Uh oh shit, I got another happy. Uh Mr. Lawrence brought over a three beer tasting session and that was really fun. We had some good hazy IPAs. One was double, uh one was like citra mosaic and then another one was brewed with like slightly earthier hops. All, all the beers were actually pretty vastly different. Um, but brewed with like the same grain bill, uh, so it was really, really fun just to taste them, try them, and and talk about them. So we did that last weekend. Um, for my crappy though, um, yeah, I don't know. It's I, I'm kind of like locked inside again. Like we're not going anywhere really because COVID and um, Ashley schools shutting down because of COVID. Um, my work is shut down because of COVID, so I'm just like stuck here all day long at this exact desk that's kind of crappy and it gets dark out at 4 30 so i can't even like go outside and play disc golf by the time i'm done with work so i'm just here all day long can you work from like like do you have to work during your business hours or can you be like yo boss i'm not gonna work during the morning i'm gonna work at night instead i i could but eleanor is at daycare and then comes home and I mean, like, ultimately, yeah. I don't see her for, like, three hours a day because of that anyway. But if she's at daycare, can't you then go play disc golf and come back and then finish your editing? Yeah, I, I, what I mean is, like, I would just be working, like, when she's here up, like, for the only amount of time uh, she's here. Okay. Yeah, so I just kind of work during the day now instead. Night, nighttime work, though, that is the best time to get video editing done tenfold. Fields. I All right. Hello. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're fucking mess, dude. Okay, I got it. I got my uh, technical difficulties back on track. All right. So I don't. I didn't have much going on this week. It was pretty slow. But I will say one thing. You know who had the best weekend of their fucking life? Maybe of the decade. Dustin Johnson. Won true. So true. Won the Masters. Walks off with his hot ass girlfriend slash fiance, Paulina Gretzky. And I sent that snap this weekend. Did you guys look up Paulina? You guys know what she looks like? Do you don't think I know about Paulina? What's up, bro? <laughs> that woman is gorgeous. Holy cow. Just she is like probably the most attractive woman that's just like, you know, out there, you know, not just like not just like a person who's only knowing being attractive. She's like out there. Like she's, I guess she really doesn't do much besides being attractive. But but she's <laughs> Gretzky's daughter, you know, and she's dating Dustin Johnson with something, and she's just good looking, man. Whoo, whoo. That's all I got to say about that. And then I, my negative is, I was kind of just getting upset this week. I was looking, scrolling through Twitter, and it was just all. First off, the Twitter algorithm is too good. They know what engages me and it pisses me off. So like it's. I have been I like I interact with a lot of like Lakers Twitter when the NBA championship was going on, just watching the NBA. And now that's all that's like my whole Twitter is. It's just Lakers Twitter. And it's people are just saying how good the Lakers are, how they're gonna fucking 
three peat already, and they're saying they're gonna go back to back, like blindfolds on. It's like, bitch, like get the fuck out of here. I hate. Maybe it's it's a jealousy. It's a for sure a jealousy thing. It's like I hate teams right after they win a championship because their fans are they you know they deservedly so are like yeah we're the best because they just won but and i'm always just sitting over here like oh, man, i never fucking win nothing man <laughs> god damn i want to win i want to win one day i want to be that douche that can be like yeah we the best all the time let's go and like just be arrogant and cocky and people really can't say much because like you just won but it's never happened so i just sit it, over it here it doesn't last that long but it's the best goddamn couple months of your life man i just won that once once in my life it's a minnesota team just besides the links you know shout out links you know they were they had a dynasty going on for a little bit besides just i just want that so bad and i and i'm at this point i don't think it's ever coming i think i might what? die i don't think it's ever coming dude 87 91 best years of my life <laughs> okay mr fucking <laughs> 300 year old man over here it's not too late to hop on the, the nets train right now if, if you want to get in i, I will, will never cheer for a team that has Kyrie. I'm not going to you just said to be on instagram that you would be an, a low-key Nets fan. i'm exposed exp- i would tweet out the dms on our twitter account oh god i sent some things in those dms <laughs> I, I will say one thing though I am an Ohio State Buckeyes fan, so that is the one thing. That is different, though. I Because it's not a Minnesota thing, and I'm, like, more ingrained in Minnesota, but we've been so bad, so I kind of transferred over to Ohio State when I was a kid. Because you're a bandwagon kid. Yeah, when I was, like, seven years old, absolutely. But at this point, <laughs> I think I'm a fan. You're at your deadline. <laughs> you got to yeah. play. Six at this point. And when they won that fucking national championship in football, I, that was a good feeling. And, like... It's a weird thing as in like sports and things like you're not a lot of like fans aren't involved really. They're just kind of there and they're not even there. They're just at home watching and you but you feel good when your team wins for some reason. It's a weird psychological thing. But I am I am quite a quite the bandwagon fan, too, because my first ever baseball game I remember watching was the 2004 World Series. And I kind of like imprinted on the Boston Red Sox. Um, and when they fucking won in 2013, that was that felt fantastic. So I get it. When I was a kid, I used to just pick teams by their colors, and that was literally it. When I was and, a, except for and Pittsburgh, so now he's a Steelers fan. Okay. Except for Pittsburgh, because my dad was a Pittsburgh yellow. fan. He actually has a Pittsburgh tattoo, and my uncle Quinn and my mom are all Pittsburgh fans. Um, but other than that, like. I just pick team by their colors. I mean, even when I play Madden, I'd play with Pittsburgh a bunch, but then I'd just go to like I really like the Eagles colors, the Jaguars colors. So I would just always play with like those three teams, and that was pretty much it because I just like their colors. But that's pretty much all I all I got. You know, I, I okay, this is very random, but I just saw this today. I hate premature Black Friday sales on businesses. I just want to throw that out there, just so everyone's know, because it's like. Oh, Black Friday now. We can't wait till Black Friday, so we're having sales now. So what's the fucking point of having Black Friday then? It's just, it's it's so weird because of the times right now. People can't hold those big Black Friday. Like it, it's, it's unprecedented times, I would say. So, I mean, I agree with you. It's super annoying because you never know when the deals are. They're always on the same day. And now they're doing it by week. 
throughout yeah, the month. Or and more you, month. Like, we have a black yeah. month. <laughs> I love black months. Like, February. <laughs> so, so, I should not be telling our listeners that we're uh, starting our Black Friday sale for Booze and Banter merch right now. <laughs> Yeah, just gotta you gotta DM, DM us on Twitter and we'll hit you up with the deals. Yep. Okay. How about the you can tell them about the sale now, but you can't send it out until Black Friday. Sounds nope. good. So I could get behind. So that. we'll be doing a sale, uh, one of one. We're sending it now. So if you DM us at banter underscore booze, you want a shirt, we'll send you a shirt. Give us your size, not guaranteeing what it's gonna look like. All right. There we go. There we go. Look at that. I'd like to uh, dive more into the Rockets' turmoil um, because... That's a good way to put it. Yeah, because Russ wants out too. Um, So Russ is gone, basically, like guaranteed. Um, Harden's just turned down a huge deal, so he's gone. Um, They lost their GM, right? Yeah. And coach. And And their head coach. So what's next like and i had a very shitty way of explaining it if you can kind of dive into it more um like where's russ going where's where's james going and what's going on with their their coaching situation and everything as so a non as a non bandwagon fan i can say one thing i did not see this coming i had no idea the rockets were in so much like disarray i knew they were like this was like the fourth or fifth year, it seemed like at least that like they were going for a championship and it didn't happen. And I didn't, I knew they were going to like blow up their coach. I kind of saw like, like the coach was leaving and I saw like maybe Westbrook leaving, but I didn't, I did not see James Harden saying, get me the fuck out of here. I did, I did not see that coming. Yeah. So, um, it, it, when we were talking last night, me and me and Fields were DMing on Twitter and he's like, where did this come from? I had no idea what was going on. And I'm like, you obviously are on Lakers Twitter. You have not been on Rockets Twitter. <laughs> That's right. This, this shit is ridiculous. Like, right after the season ended, D'Antoni left. And we didn't hire a head coach for three months. And that that's probably one of the first issues that they have. Who is the head coach now? Like, Steven um, Silas, one of the first, if not the first, one of the first African-American head coaches. He was the uh, Dallas Mavericks assistant coach. And well, he worked he's definitely not the first. It. He's definitely not the first because there's like eight, there's like Doc Rivers. There's a there's a, yeah, yeah okay yeah you're right. But a, like this dude's been around for a long time. His father had a big presence in the NBA for a long time. And uh like like I said, he was on the da- Dallas Mavericks. He coached Luka Doncic up to make him what he is. He's a great he's a great coach to have. And I was excited about the hiring. Just it was three months way too late. Um, the turmoil between Russell Westbrook and um, James Harden is, uh, first of all, they both wanted Tyron Lu as the head coach, and that didn't happen. And then Steve Van Gundy was an option, and that didn't happen. It just got so far along the line that it, it was three months later. We still don't have a head coach, and we finally hired one. And Russ... There, I don't know what it is about Rockets right now, but there's a lot of rumors out there that I don't know what's true and what's fake. I don't know what to follow and, and what's real or not. But Russ wants out because he wants to run a team like he did with OKC. He wants to be that guy. 
He wants to go up there and do everything and just just be the guy. And James Harden just thinks his championship window in Houston is over, which I don't disagree with. This man um, has gave everything to Houston in the past seven years. He is their second the all-time that- leader in points. I- he's their number one leader in assists. He's, he's done everything like for this franchise that you could ask a player what did. more could the franchise do? The man had prime CP3, prime Westbrook, prime Dwight. You nah. know, like okay, I, I wouldn't was... say Westbrook. He he did the Dwight was questionable. It never really worked out. But that CP3 season in 2017, 2018, when we're up three one on the Warriors, and then CP3 went down with a hamstring, it was tough. And then we blew up our roster to get Russell Westbrook in and to make our roster look. Um, to play small ball around Russell Westbrook, we built that roster last year to fit his needs, and it just it didn't work out. And I think players are getting frustrated. I think Russ is frustrated. I think James, at this point in his career, he needs a title. And I think the clearest, quickest option for him to get a title is to team up with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and Brooklyn, and that's what he wants to do at this point in his career. So, I mean, last night they traded away Robert Covington for two first-round picks. And I knew which, that was a big deal for you. I knew you were. I knew as soon as that happened, I was like, "Oh, Bach is no longer a fan. It's over." That's our second best player. I think he's better than Russell Westbrook. He he showed up in the playoffs. He he plays D. He plays offense. He is the. I mean, he was a Timberwolf for a while. You guys know he he yeah. he's the real deal. Like this dude is great. Traded him. We got Trevor Ariza back, which I love Tre- Trevor Ariza, but he he's like he's like late. he's like a great value. Um, Robert Are you Cubbin. saying like for the team he was better than Russ because he's not better than Russ? He's saying he's saying he's better than Russ. He's saying that period. Just just period. Straight up, you're actually just saying that. I would rather have Robert Covington on my team with James Harden than I would rather have Russell Westbrook. Is oh, what no, I'm saying. No, I'm I agree asking with that. like players. Yeah, I agree. As a player, though. As a player, I think Russ. It just doesn't. I mean, Robert Covington fits the system way more. He does way more for the team. He doesn't disappear. He does defense. He does everything that you need. He hit like he, his playoffs were amazing. He was he was our bright spot in a dark playoffs. He was the guy. He came up with blocks. He hit all the threes. He he's lights out. And I love Robert Covington. I thank him for the time that he had in Houston. But when I saw that they traded him last night. I knew that it was either the start of the rebuild or they were trying to get picks to dish off Russ to get James other players in Houston because they do not want James to get out of Houston is what is looking like. We have to go back, though, to what you said. You said they built that team around Russell Westbrook. Bullshit. They They built every single team around James Harden. Every team is built around James. They're not. It's not built around Russell. They They had to to compliment James, even though they're terrible. They didn't fit, so they went small ball. Murray went small ball. They brought in all these players, and they've they been made going the... small ball their whole time with D'Antoni. They can't say you just can't say they're going there last year. No, nah, what up. do you mean? We traded Clint Capella to get Robert Covington, and that's what initiated the small ball. Clint Capella been going was small solid. ball for five years. Clint Capella's been there for five years. He's not he, small. He's he our center. Big. He was he, just because you have Clint Capella on the floor doesn't mean you're you're not going small. He's you're going small. I'm talking when I say small ball. I'm talking pocket rockets. I'm talking the smallest starting lineup in NBA history. I'm talking like small ball. I'm not talking like 
You were pretty much going small ball, but you had Clint out there. Yes, he's a 6'10 big man that can fucking dunk like a motherfucker rebound. But still, your your team was built around uh, guards like most teams are, but like guards that are 6'5 and under. We lost the – we. no, I, I, I have to disagree with you there because when we had Clint, it was different. When we lost Clint and we went to P.J. Tucker, 35, 36-year-old at center, that's when we went small ball, I would say. See, I I do agree with lose like getting. They didn't trade Clint, right? They just didn't resign. They traded Clint to the Hawks, and we got Robert Covington out of the deal. It was a three way trade. I thought okay, that came from Minnesota though, because didn't Covington came right from the Wolves? I thought Covington went from the Wolves to us. We traded the Hawks Capella, and then the Hawks gave you guys something like or, a pick or something. Yeah, it it was something, yeah. but yeah, like we we gave away we gave it away to make it work, and it didn't work. Russ was fantastic, uh, regular season in February, and then he got hurt right before playoffs, which he never does. And then he came back, probably rushed back to compete in the playoffs, and it just didn't work. And like I said, Russ wants to have his OKC role. He wants to, he he wants to go to the Knicks and drop a uh, historic season triple doubles, being down yeah, twenty points a game. Another guy on the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I think I think this whole thing is so confusing me. I don't know what's true, what's not. I don't know if James is staying. I know there's not a, a lot of potential suitors out there for Westbrook because of his age and his play style. So um, I just don't know what's going on with this whole situation. It's it's really confusing, and I don't know where to go from here. But we'll just wait to see how it plays out. I guess. I just what? don't even know enough about the Rockets to even chime in. So I've been quiet the last, but you know I've been very entertained listening to you guys go back and forth. It's, it's very very civil. Well, so I that feel was like good. the thing about all that's going on with the Rockets right now <clears throat> is a lot of what's going on, like in the league, because if James moves, that shakes up much of the league. If wherever Russ ends up, shakes up a lot of what's going on and so like if they blow up their team a lot happens like within the league and that's i think that's why they the eyes are on them and and also because they're just superstar fucking players that are trying to lead their team but yeah I just, it's i agree with you i just don't think russ has trade value out there other than two teams there's like only two teams that would want him i think james harden i saw drew holiday go for three first round picks last night which and the long run raises James Harden's uh, market value. Like, if you want James Harden, you got to give it too like, much. Yeah, it might. That's why they might keep him. They're a hundred percent comfortable with keeping an unhappy superstar there. They've already came out and said it. Like, if you don't like, if Drew Holiday goes for three first round picks, the Rockets want like if he goes to Philly, they want Ben Simmons and future assets. Because it's a win now. And and Daryl Morey, the former general manager for the Rockets for all these years, went to Philadelphia. Mike D'Antoni, the former coach for the Rockets, went to be assistant coach for Steve Nash in Brooklyn. You want to hear what Lakers Twitter says about the Rockets drama? <laughs> I, I would actually like to hear this, this. This is what Lakers Twitter is saying, basically. Um, that the James Harden to Brooklyn is a conspiracy to try to get LeBron not to win any more rings. Basically, is what I get as a non-Lakers fan. This is what people are tweeting, and they're 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 basically saying like it doesn't matter, can't stop us. But they're trying to stop LeBron. Like they're 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 trying to get Katie, Jay Harden, and Kyrie in the same team just for just to stop a fucking two superstar Lakers team. Like blow like blah blah blah. Like 
Isn't they're kind of going exactly on. what every team is trying to do ever. Like, yeah, aren't you just yeah, trying agree. to stop yeah. LeBron? Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's definitely uh, or just or just trying to stop like a superpower team like the Warriors a few years ago. Like that was a ridiculous team. Oh, and that was the that was the Rockets championship when it was during that uh, Golden State run. Yeah. 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 Yep. So and the that- uh, the sorry the asking prices though so this actually kind of does um hit on how the rockets value uh both of these players so the asking prices uh, this is what they want uh for uh, harden they want a proven young star and massive package of draft picks but for us they want young talent or first round picks so you can see like there's way more on the line uh, for Harden, and that's obvious, but like that's a lot more. Like that's just saying that like the Rockets value him to no end. Well, uh, and and I think it's a lot smarter to to overreach and just be put in your place and say no than to you know underreach and then you're like, well, shit, we could have probably got more. So I think it's smart of them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they held on to Harden and Russ this season yeah. and say stick through it. But that yeah, owner, they, they hate the they owner. They don't get what they want. They still got Harden. So I still doesn't. I think Harden still has three years left. Um, he signed a six-year deal in 2017. So he, yeah, he just got offered two-year extension for 103 million dollars. He's obviously still valuable. He's obviously still a top three player that's, in the league. That's and Mahomes people know money. that. Yeah, it, it's nuts and like. You put Harden and KD back on the t- uh, same team. I don't think Kyrie wants Harden as the rumors around the streets here on Twitter. Like, Kyrie doesn't want Harden on that team. KD wants Harden on that team. So well, that KD makes- is going to get what KD wants. Like, Harden, right. or Kyrie isn't as important as as KD is. Right. Uh, just- We've already seen KD and Harden together. The young KD and Harden. And then the finals. Yeah, that's when true. Harden was coming off the bench, well, that was also man. with Russ too. But they, hey, we can't forget KD. He cut his teeth with the Supersonics, though. That wasn't no thunder shit. That's the Supersonics that okay, did that. So. Okay, yeah, fucking bullshit. Well, we we can get off Rockets talk here. We we don't know what's going on. It's just gonna be fun to watch unfold. You know what? I had a weird experience this weekend. What? Um, it was I think one of our listeners. Big old Zach, shout out Zach. Uh, he sent me a screenshot of my uh, Bitmoji on Snapchat, and he it zoomed in, and it's a it's a screenshot of my Bitmoji where I was at at that moment. He said, "What the hell are you doing at Lowe's? You looking for a job or something?" <laughs> I'm like, "What the? F- why the hell are you like searching me out, screenshotting where I'm at, and sending it to me?" And then like that got me thinking. Like I remember like three years ago, and I'm like, "Or no, beginning of college." Kelvin's father asked me to share my location with him at all times just i don't know just because 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 he cares about you yeah exactly um and i said no like i don't want people to know where i am at all times like get the hell out of here and then five years later i'm sitting here on my snapchat being like i am doing the exact thing but not just with, with one person with everybody on my friends list like what the fuck am i doing over here so then i i went ghost mode on my my bitmoji or my snapchat but I, I just kind of had an epiphany thinking like I have I have just like uh, agreed to letting everybody know where I am at 24 7 basically because I'm always on my snapchat I'm always snapping people 
and it's it got me thinking like what the hell happened to me i just I just agreed because it's like at one point I was like, oh, it's fun, and like I'll turn it off later, and I never turned it off, and it just kept I just kept it rolling for the last like four years basically. And I want to know your guys' opinion on letting people know where you, know, letting people know where you are at all times. What do you? Uh, I have a I have a, I have an opinion on this. Um, so when I figured out that Snapchat did this, I made a comprehensive list of the people that I would share it with. And Mr. Lawrence, I don't know, dude, if you were dating Jenna at the time. So I don't even know if you have my thing and I have to change that. Um, but that's how I see it. There's specific people that I want to share my location with because if something goes wrong and they're trying to reach out to me, like I talk to all of you guys every single day. If I do not respond within like 16 hours and all you guys are like, hey, Nick hasn't responded in the booze and banter chat. Like, what's going on? Unless I'm camping, playing a disc golf tournament. Like, I'm probably in trouble. And with, you know, I the Russian spies are probably looking for me at this point. I, I know it. I know too much. Um, <laughs> so I'm just kind of waiting on it. Have I added you? Perfect. You have made the list. Um, so that's how I feel. I share with very specific people. I actually shared it. I've, I've taken, I've taken away some people's access to it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like specific people. Um, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't have to get into that, (laughs) but I've taken away access. I've given access. Um, but they don't know they're on the list until I pop up. So that that's where I'm at with that. I had mine completely open for like the longest time, like fields, like not even thinking about it. Cause when, when I, when I first thought about that, it's like pre like early college, like, Oh, wh- where, where's this girl at? Or where does she think I am? Is it going to ruin relationships type deal? And it's like, ah, whatever. And then I found grace. So I'd never worried about it. Like uh, this whole time until I found a creepy dude in my parking lot where I, where I parked my car. He he was in the car right next to me and he was like motioning me to roll down the window. I'm like roll down the window and he's talking to me. He's like, hey, you like my friend's beats? Aren't they sick? And he's just hyping up his friend. He's a rapper on like SoundCloud or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, those are dope. He goes, yo, you got a Snapchat? I'm like, yeah, I got a Snapchat, bro. And he goes, okay, what's up? He's like, he added me. I went up to my apartment. I was scared. Like, this guy knows. He saw my face. He knows where I am. I had to wait, like, a week and a half. And then I went to my Snapchat settings. And I, I limited it to, like, 10 people that could see my location. Yeah. And then I deleted him, like, a month after so he didn't come and kill me. <laughs> That's what I'm big thing. Like, I add a lot of people. Anybody that wants to add me on Snapchat, I add them. And it's, like, I feel like that's the easiest way to for somebody to, like, break into your house and steal shit well i'm saying because like they know exactly where you are so they know where you live obviously and then they'll just see one day oh he's not home let's go fucking break into this guy's house easy as that i guess i just uh i just don't add people on snapchat that i like wouldn't really care if they knew my location like everyone i know Everyone that I have on Snapchat, I know fit well. No, no, no. I'm second guessing. Let me take that Every back. Every time you're drinking and you just start, the Snapchat comes out, you start adding random people. I add well, so I, many random I people. Will, I will redact. 
because I'm thinking about like everyone I, on my Snapchat, and I'm like, yeah, maybe not everyone. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I take it back. Probably got like 20 people on my Snapchat still from random college parties that I haven't talked to since freshman year. Since yeah, the day I got, fucking met them, probably. That's yeah, what I, got. I got freshman year people on there too, which were some some sketchy times. Yeah. I have no problem going through my Snapchat list and deleting friends too. Oh, also, yeah, I totally because, agree. You know, you know what's really like when you when you think you know somebody and you're going through like your Snapchat stories and then you know right below your stories are your, like subscriptions, and yep. that's how you, that's how you know when someone deletes you on a Snapchat friend when you can see subscriptions of people that used to be friends with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like this motherfucker really deleted me. What that's the why fuck? I don't like deleting. People, I don't want. I don't want them to know. Oh, dude, I oh. if I delete somebody, I hope they know. I do too. I, I, I agree with Nick. I unfollow people all the time on like Instagram and Facebook, and I just I want them to be like, why? So I can tell them why. Like, if you come asking, I'll be like, because you're fucking annoying, and I don't want to buy your shakes. I don't want to oh. buy your your fucking stupid oh. ass wraps that just dehydrate you. Like, I'm out of here. I'm not following you anymore. Yeah. Um, One of the creepiest things I've I've done uh, when I deleted my Instagram, less than an hour, hour and a half later, somebody texted me saying, did you unfollow me or did you delete your gram? I can't find you. Name. I need a name. Uh, you don't know me. It's from my high school. Okay. And I'm like, and, and like, you do? You, like, like they, they have to have like some kind of app, right? Saying. Um, yeah. Yeah who on like who unfollows them or what because i was like like why would you send it to somebody like like i get it like me and that person were like i like that person so i i guess if i saw if i had that app and i saw that this person unfollowed me i'd be like, oh what the fuck what did i do but i was just thinking that's so creepy like i just deleted my account I, like, I just i didn't want anything more with it and then someone just texts me and just like what happened dude like how, like, how does that person know what I'm fucking doing with my account? And shit well, like there's that. there's things about some people with social media that's so interesting. Um, and the only time I ever cared about that was like with uh, when we were managing Sky Zone social media, and I was like, okay, we need to get more followers to get more blah 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 blah. And I think we peaked at like twelve thousand followers. Like we did pretty good for Fargo, but my own personal accounts. Some people, I think you cued me into this, like care about their ratio of like who they're following versus like their followers. Yeah, for sure. That's so weird. Like, it's really I, weird. I'm like, dude, if I follow a thousand people and only have 500 followers, I'm following those thousand people because like half of them are disc golfers. Like, they're never gonna follow me back. Why does it matter? Um, with it's, when it's your own personal account, people put so much self worth into all that and then they buy an app because those apps are not free that tell you who unfollows you like we had we we literally bought that for like sky zone for certain purposes because if somebody that comments it all the time unfollowed us like you can give them a coupon and they'll like follow you back again because they're the ones sharing all your shit um but i just don't get it i don't get on a personal level why you care what people I don't know. Do either of you guys like understand the psychology of that? Yes. Yes. People want people want other people that are irrelevant in their fucking life to think that they they 
are like so much this popular without even like trying almost. So it's like all these people want attention for me, but I really don't care about the attention of these people. I just want people to think that I'm not I'm not even trying, but this is what like this is what I'm getting, you know? Yeah. But and they try so hard. Exactly, but like no one realizes that when you're like going when a lot of people who care about this go through Instagram, they just see click on an account they're like oh my god like you know 10,000 followers and only following like you know 900 like holy shit they they must like really know what's going on and it's just like I could give two shits that like Kim K has like 150 million followers like to me I'm like that's 150 million that literally give a shit what Kim K is doing in her life but don't even know what the fuck's going on in their own lives half the time so that's my opinion. I guess I could be way off. You know, there could be a way different reason too. But like, I just think, in my opinion, that's what people think. It's kind of an egotistic thing, egocentric. Well, I ever, they're both this, they're both a word, right? Egotistic and egocentric. Yes. Yeah. Well, tune in next week to find out. Yeah. Let me let me get my notebook. I'm thirsty. I'm getting thirsty too. I, I gotta I run think down and about... grab mine. All right. So I will have a conversation with the listeners. Um, so if you guys are having troubles um, dealing with follower fatigue, um, trying to have your, trying to build your follower list, um, I've worked in social media for my whole entire adult life, and I can tell you right now, it does not matter. It does not matter if you have followers. I'm having a conversation just with the listeners because everybody left. I'm telling them that I've worked in social media my whole entire uh-huh. adult life. That's what I do. And it does not matter how many followers you have because how the algorithms work, the only people that actually interact with your posts are the ones that are going to see it unless you have a blue check mark next to your name on Instagram. You're not going to get the blue check mark unless you're actually a verified user on Instagram and you sell a product because you're making Instagram money at that point. Um, so don't worry about the likes. Post what's in your life because you know what? It's going to be real fun when you look back in a few years and see what you're doing as a fuckhead 19-year-old. I love looking back at those photos. Hey, welcome back, everybody. That was my conversation with the listeners. Don't worry about it, guys. You're making Instagram me self-conscious that that every time I pee, uh, the listeners know I pee. You're making me feel like I, I should hold it in longer or oh, wear no, some diapers. No, 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 he gets listener pee shy. They, <laughs> yeah. they they never know. I'll edit all of that out. Perfect. All right, guys. So tonight we have a great beer review uh, from Ten Pin Brewing. That's out of Moses Lake, Washington. We got the Gutterball Hazy Pale Ale. Bemidji Brewing once again coming into our review list. And this is the winter IPA. We had the summer. We had the autumn. And now we have the winter IPA from Bell's Brewing. That is a crazy crazy popular brewery up here um and all within the midwest we got the official haze hazy india pale ale and then finally from deschutes brewing we got the fresh haze ipa and i'm drinking it next to the fresh squeeze because we uh reviewed the fresh squeeze earlier and i want to talk about the differences here it's a good one i like it that's what we're reviewing uh everybody let's crack some beer Let's drink it. Let's get our first impressions out of the way. Um, anybody want to start? Or I, 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 I'm not going to start, but uh, someone else can. But I'm just going to kind of explain what uh, what I just did, just because I have to be brutally honest. Um, 
So I ran downstairs to grab my beer, and I grabbed a glass and came all the way back up and didn't grab my beer. So then I had to run back down to grab my beer because all I did was grab a glass. And that's why I was gone for a while. Because I had a little bit of those brain fart moment. A little bit of that action. But uh, I do have my beer now. So I will crack it and uh, give it a go while one of these guys uh, give you back some feedback. So here we go. I suppose I could start here. And um, just a forewarning, um, I'm pouring this one into a glass for one of the few times I've done on an episode. You know, Rare occasion, folks, right here. Rare occasion. You know, it's all about the box of bar gulps. But we're going to... We're going to pour this one right into... Ooh, that's not the color I was expecting That out of looks this. like Mountain Dew. That looks like yellow Mountain Dew. It looks... Ooh, pretty nice head. Okay. Looks Good like... head. Yeah. Anyway, I am reviewing Bemidji Brewing Knife's Catch Winter IPA. I reviewed the Summer IPA, which I loved. Nick reviewed the Autumn IPA, which he did... I think, indeed, put into his mini fridge. Thumbs up from Nick over there. Uh, so I figured, I know I've been doing a lot of Bemidji Brewing, but it seems like they have a lot of new stuff coming out every time I go to the liquor store. And it's always a super reasonable price. And I don't think I've had a beer by them other than one bad batch that I have disliked. So um, I'm not sponsored by Bemidji Brewing. I've never... Not yet. Not yet, but... Uh, Maybe one day. Because... What does a typical six pack run you for from Bemidji? I know we say this a lot, but I'm interested again. It's like nine bucks. Dang, that's 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 cheap beer, especially from a craft brewer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the sales get me, but uh, yeah, uh, this beer is uh, embraces the season with this hazy wheat IPA that features laurel, citra, and Simcoe C. Hot Simcoe cryo hops freezing and concentrating the aroma compounds of the hops cones allows to access the lupulin and oils that lend this beer intense aromas of tangerine, peach, and papaya. Ooh, heaps of white wheat provide a malt backbone that is as pillowy as and soft as a fresh snowball. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it poured a uh, a beautiful, almost uh, lemonade tone color. Uh, it had a great head when I first poured it, and it smells fantastic. I don't know much about this. I haven't done research into it, but it says Hazy Apricot Tropical on it. So here will be my first Blackage Bar gulp out of a glass. Better be gone. Oh, I like this. Let's see this gulp. This man don't, this man don't disappoint. Go. Holy cow. Once again, Bemidji Brewing pulls through with another great <laughs> seasonal IPA. <laughs> they are killing it with these seasonal IPAs, which I don't know if anybody else out there that I know of does as well, or even if, as Bemidji, Bemidji Brewing has done. This is... Uh, it's very. I don't even know what the flavors are because I gulped it so hard. So I'm gonna pour the rest of this can of this and slow sip it for you guys. But it it is honestly. I'll tell you right away. It's going into my mini fridge. This Ooh. is probably. This is a great flavor for the colder months for me. 
like their summer IPA hit you hard. This one's a little bit lighter. And it, it kind of fits the winter theme. Um, like I said, Nick did the autumn. I did the summer. I wasn't a fan of the autumn I bought, but Nick did say it was a bad batch. But this winter is kind of kicking ass. And like I said, it's going to go into my mini fridge. You get you get the fruit out of it for sure. They brew cool. it with cryo hops, correct? Cryo hops. Correct. Cryo hops are really cool. Um, for the that's a great head over there, Lawrence. But I just wanted, I kept are, putting it up there, man. It's ridiculous good over here. <laughs> cryo hops are really really cool because they um, are like crushed hops ahead of time. Um, so you can get a lot of lupulin oils out of it. Um, so it should be like rather fruity, but like refreshing. It that, that I mean I couldn't have put it any better myself. That's exactly what it is. You do get the fruit flavor out of it. Uh, the tangerine hits you first, and then I wasn't expecting to hit papaya, but I actually did get the papaya flavor in this particular brew, which I don't think I've had in any brew that I reviewed on this podcast before. And I can honestly say I am a fan. Um, once again. I will be putting this one into my mini fridge. is actually delicious. Uh, it's on sale right now at Happy Harry's in Fargo for nine bucks for six of them. And I, I hope you guys will go out to Fargo, make the make the treacherous trip, and you know pick up a six pack and try it yourselves and tell me what you think because this will be gone. I guarantee you, I won't be able to save these. Shout out Happy Harry's though, the best liquor store of all time. Doesn't matter the region, cheap, expe- cheap quantity, and great service. Can you guys see the difference in haze in my beer? I'm trying to find my phone so I can send it to you, but the haze is slowly dropping down. The reflection isn't really doing any, but like you see how that, see how some of that's darker and some of it's lighter? Yeah, yeah, I do see that actually. The haze, the haziness <laughs> is like so slowly dropping down. That's and it's really cool because it's like two different consistencies in my beer. And That's one is just like, it, it's like if you put creamer in coffee and you see that cream like dispersed throughout, it's like that, but just really, really slow. And it actually is like it's really satisfying <laughs> to look at. That's why well, I kept holding my beer up is because I kept seeing <laughs> like the haze dispersed down. Well, while we talk about that, I have figured out what the color of my beer looks like. It, it looks exactly like a mimosa. Okay, I yeah, like that. I see that. I see that. It is a mimosa, and I, I'm telling you, this has exactly the right amount of hops and fruit in it to make it a perfect winter IPA for anyone that would like to sit back and throw down one of these. They are fantastic. It will be my mini fridge, and that is my review hey, i'll take Lawrence. over here i'll take over if nobody else right. has anything yeah you okay. go ahead, i've been searching for my phone to try and send you a snap of this but i cannot find it i so i have gutter ball from 10 pin brewing um this is my second 10 pin brewing on the on the podcast here but the beer it, it's it's good it has like it looks like orange juice when you pour it out it's very orangey dark gold color it's a hazy ipa i forgot to mention that but it's gutterball hazy ipa or hazy pale ale not ipa i'm fucking this whole thing up but hazy pale ale another hazy pale ale um i really enjoy hazies they're very good i feel like they're always easy to drink always always 
you know, just delectable no matter what. Even if they're not the best, they're still good. And this is another one of the same. It's 5.5 um, alcohol by volume, um, 35 IBU. Um, it's it's a solid hazy. Um, nothing to write home about, but nothing to complain about at the same time. I mean, you smell it. It's very citrusy. Um, has lemon notes and orange notes on the on the on the nose. Tastes like a hazy. You know, the orange flavor is definitely there. Not my favorite of all time, but there's nothing to complain about here. Again, it's solid beer. I will say that Ten Pin, if you're ever in Moses Lake, Washington, um, Ten Pin is a. They're actually more. They're a conglomerate at this point. They have motels and bowling alleys and brewery. They have a bunch of stuff. But if you go ever go to the bowling alley, beautiful place, great place to be there. Um, great, good food and good beer. So, this will be going into my mini fridge. Nice. I I think it's always interesting. Uh, hazy pale ale versus a hazy IPA. Because when you get your hazy pale ale, uh, the bite is kind of gone. Like that IPA like bite that you get from the hops um, is gone. So it's a really good beer for, um, like we've said a lot of times, beginners or people that don't know what they want to drink. Like that's a really, really good like stepping stone beer. Um, yeah, because you're not going to get that on the back of your throat. Yeah, it's, it's so easy to drink. It's definitely... It's a cliche at this point. It's 35 episodes in. It's great beginner beer. You know, I, I feel like at least or a great tasting note to be start with because it's it's not difficult. If you like orange juice, you like lemon, you like beer. It's it's got it. It's 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 all there for you. There is hot flavor. It's not hot hot free, but I think they're delicious because I I just burped there and I tasted a lot of hops actually and i actually i really like that to be honest it tasted really good i i think it needs a little more hops to be honest but it's a pale ale what do you expect but very good or or good i'm not gonna say very good (laughs) side note did i review uh kona's blonde ale already no does anybody know no more blonde ales god damn i know but it is (laughs) it was on sale at uh happy harry's today and I, I was this close to picking it, but I didn't know if I reviewed it yet. I'm so sick of Blondales, dude. It's unreal. <laughs> it's it's so you can't find a good one. I found one single good one, and they don't make it all the time. Is that uh uh the one right across the street? That swing barrels. Yeah, they have such a good fucking Blondale. Yeah, they're just good, man. They're just they're really for just starting. They're starting off really really strong. They're not hot. Um, I suppose you want to end on yourself there, Nick? No, sure. Go ahead. Uh, Cole's review is going to be quite similar to Cole's review. That's right. (laughs) Because only one uh, at a time, though, baby. (laughs) Mine's, uh, I mean, it's a hazy IPA for sure. It's really kind of a, I'm glad I poured this into a glass. I'm going to probably pour all my beers into a glass now just because I really like seeing how they kind of react when you actually do pour them. Um, But it's really hazy. It's kind of cool because the haze sporadically just kind of moves throughout the beer. Um, But, I mean, Nick, can you do me a favor and, and look up, you know, some information on this beer? Because I have been trying to pick it apart just with, my palate essentially 
and it is tough. It is really tough because it's like there's definitely stuff going on, but I can't like pick it out in good detail, and it's kind of killing me because it's not bad. It's not great though. I think I mean per, I know my personal preference would be if they would if they would have some sort of solid fruit in here. I smell almost like a almost like a pineapple I want to say, but I really am not even confident in that answer cuz I just don't know. Let me let me read what it's got going on for it. It is uh it says it's a Pungent American hops combined with wheat and pills and malts result in a smooth, aromatic, juicy IPA. And there's definitely some juicy fizzazz to it. Um, there's definitely a pungent amount of, of hops. But, like, the core flavors are just stumping me. So I'm curious what what it says. So, so, like- so it's brewed with mosaic, citra, zaka, um, amarillo, and eldorado. Um, so from the Amarillo, Aldorado, Zaka, uh, realm, you're going to get like stone fruit, which is going to be like peach, all that jazz. Um, from the Citra mosaic realm, you're going to end up getting that like tangerine type of fruit. So they packed in a lot of flavor and then I believe it's brewed with wheat. Um, so that's where the crazy head came from and your crazy looking pour came from. Um, so it's going to have, should, (laughs) Not going to. It should have a rather soft mouthfeel. Um, stone fruit should be present right away, so a little more earthy, and then it should finish citrusy. Yeah, well, well, very good job. Because I was gonna say that it definitely <laughs> has, it definitely has an earthy flavor, which I think is what I don't like about it, because I don't really like earthy beers. I like a more fruit forward, but there, and I think that's what kind of stopped me is because like I like. I almost like wanted there to be more fruit. I kept like drinking more, inching like, oh, there is definitely some sort of fruitiness in there, and that was definitely the citra hops. Because I mean, you said citra and mosaic right away, and I was like, oh shit, because I really like citra and mosaic. And then definitely having the other hops mellow it out, I think, is definitely what is stumping me. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put this. Uh, I'm not going to keep this beer out of my mini fridge because it's got a lot going for it. Uh, My personal preference would obviously be a little bit less earthy, maybe a little more fruit because that's just the type of beer drinker I am. Um, But I'm not going to say that it's, it's out of my mini fridge because it's definitely uh, it's kind of bringing, bringing me into the earthiness, you know? So, so it's like if I'm going to drink a beer that has to be earthy, this is probably one of my more favorite beers that I've had that has an earthiness to it um, because it's not extremely pungent and it doesn't cut through everything else. It leaves a lot of different flavors kind of in that limbo stage where you're like searching for for more stuff. Um, so it, it'll be it'll be going in there. This is a this is a definitely an on the fence one, but uh, but uh, I'll, I'll got, be having it, it. You got over the fence, though, right? I did get over the fence, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But because it, it is good overall, uh, but it's not something I would be personally flocking to. But I'd be interested to see what it tastes like. Um, the owner of the Alchemist, he brews Heady Topper. He was the first person to ever make the New England IPA, um, and he says some beers that have a stone fruit flavor to them, if you just let them sit out for like an hour and drink them warm. Um, after they're poured, 
it's a little flat, but see if the citrus notes come through. That'd be an interesting little like test to do with this beer. Like if you're slow sipping it at like a party or something, does it brighten up throughout the life of the beer? And if that's the case, it's pretty fun. That is cool. I'd, I'd probably like it better warm. <laughs> Honestly, right. I'd probably for sure put it in the fridge. I mean, I did already put it in the fridge, but I probably would have <laughs> no doubt put it in there if I, if it was warm, if that's the case. You know what? Maybe I'll actually have about half of this and, and leave the rest out and see if I can pick up a difference. Yeah. I'm Let's update the listeners next week. Hmm. All right, guys. Well, I am reviewing the Fresh Haze IPA. This is from Deschutes Brewing. Uh, Deschutes is one of the most famous craft breweries in the U.S. Um, they're out of Bend, Oregon, uh, brewing on the Deschutes River. And they're just most a hop, skipping a throw away. Just a hop, skipping a jump for you. Um, but their most famous beer is the Fresh Squeezed IPA. So I'm going to kind of do them side by side um, because like we've it. already reviewed the Fresh Squeezed IPA. Um, so this is 60 IBU. The Fresh Squeeze IPA, um, like we stated before, has a very strong hop character to it. Uh, they they brew it on um, emphasis on hop. very strong, very strong, like sixty IBUs. But I'm gonna even push that further. I think it's more. I think it tastes like your your perceived IBUs are way higher. Um, it's and this is brewed with citron mosaic, but full leaf hops. Um, so. That's kind of the baseline beer. Anybody that drinks anything from Deschutes actually kind of compares it to Fresh Squeeze IPA. So Fresh Haze is a hazy IPA version of this beer. It's at 40 IBU. Um, and this is brewed with uh, Matarita, Amarillo, and Simcoe hops. Um, so instantly, it's far, far more brighter. Um, it doesn't have the bite to it. Um, it's a, it's the same alcohol percentage, um, but those hops really calm all the alcohol down. Um, being a hazy, it's got a really good soft mouthfeel. And then their hop combination here, which is, I'm pretty surprised, uh, Matarino, Amarillo, and Simcoe actually make it really, really fruity, where for some reason, Citroën Mosaic in the other beer, the Fresh Squeeze, is really really tough to drink um for a beginning drinker um so this beer it's a new england ipa uh it's hazy like we've all been drinking tonight um and i'm not throwing it in my mini fridge and the reason why is because uh deschutes brewing their their flagship beer is the fresh squeeze ipa and that's in my mini fridge a lot um it's actually considered a world-class beer it scored 95 on Beer Advocate. It's got thousands and thousands of reviews. Um, and I'm not making this decision because of Beer Advocate, but this other one scored 87. It's not considered a world-class beer. And that's because Deschutes have refined their Fresh Squeeze IPA recipe so well that I almost think Fresh Haze was a second thought because mm, they saw yeah. Hazy was like a trend and they made it. Um, so though you get like some good fruity character to it, when I'm drinking the shoots, I want fresh squeeze, and I think that most people that are into beer, you should try fresh squeeze. It's are you holding them to a different standard than? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so that's you got to say that then you can't just say yeah, this is not yeah, a great beer. There is an asterisk. 
there. I, I hold them to a standard. I went toward their brewery. I, I saw production of Fresh Squeeze. I tried it right off the Bright Tank. And uh, they are next level. And so for Fresh Haze to not be on that next level tier like Fresh Squeeze is, because when they created Fresh Squeeze, it was um, innovative. Fresh Haze is not innovative. They were just trying to follow the times. And I think they could have pumped this with oats. They could have added some Australian hops to it. They could have done things that like Junkyard Brewing does on a big scale and create a hazy IPA that was just mind-boggling, but it's not. It's just another hazy. So it's not going in my mini fridge because of that, because they perfected Fresh Squeeze. Um, so... Does that make sense? I don't know. That, I don't know. If that it makes sense to me. I mean, my my buddy Riley, uh, I believe, has had both of the beers, and he always he, he says he's just staying with Fresh Squeeze because it's hard to beat, and uh, th- that was his first uh, not his first craft beer that he had, but his first like consistently purchased craft beer was uh, Fresh Squeezed, and I he wanna, thoroughly enjoys it. So I want to put myself in a hole here and saying that I tried to shoot Fresh Squeeze this summer, and it it. It honestly, as an IPA fan, it kind of overwhelmed me. Mm-hmm. Might have been a bad time to try it. It was out on the lake. I mean, I put it in a can cozy, but it, it it was almost too much for me. And I don't know why, but it, it like drinking that case, I wouldn't have put it into my mini fridge out there. So that just shows the different flavor profiles that every single human being has and it can be different for everybody. Right. But it, not just it, people, it's the time how warm and cold your beer is. Is there's a lot of different factors going on to every every sip you t- you're taking. And I don't want to discount the fact that this is a good beer, but it's not like Deschutes quality beer. Um though like Baki you didn't have a great experience with Fresh Squeeze. Um, Deschutes has like this specific flavor to it. And I don't know if it's the yeast they're using or the fact that they literally own their own plots in Yakima Valley where they get their hops from, but they have their specific flavor and this beer has it, but it's just lacking. It's not quite Deschutes. I don't know. Deschutes to me, um, being a beer geek is like, uh, the Disney world of beer in the U S like I go there and I'm, I'm elated and I loved every second of it. And this beer, if they served it to me there, I'd be like, eh, it's okay. Have so. you ever had a Yangling? <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, so it's not it's not going to my mini fridge. I'm jealous that Baca's been the only one to have a Yangling. Mm. And uh, that's our beer review. So episode 35, beer review from 10 Pin Brewing. We had Gutter Ball Hazy Pale Ale. From Bemidji Brewing, uh, we had the Winter IPA. From Bell's Brewing, we had the official Hazy IPA. And then from Deschutes Brewing Company, we had the Fresh Haze IPA. Three out of the... Wait. Yeah, three out of the four are going in our mini fridge. Though I think Lawrence's is teetering in and out in case he finds the AM IPA again. That'll that'll be kicking it out. (laughs) Depending on how big the mini fridge is at at that moment, how empty it is. I uh, I actually also want to throw out there. I didn't put this in my happies, but I what I was just reminded again. But uh, my cousin Skyler had a baby girl today, so congratulations Aww. to him. Uh, her name her name is Stella. Oh, Stella! 
game. <laughs> so congratulations to him. That is another another happy. Her due date was in three days, so she's uh, three days early, but she is healthy and looking very good. So very happy for that as well. I uh, just wanted to sneak that in there because I completely missed that on my happies, and that's a big happy as well. So congratulations, congratulations to Skylar. Skylar, see you at the wedding. <laughs> yes, that's you will. that. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see Skylar. Um. So before we hit our um our would you rather to wrap it up, um, for next week, I would like for us to build. Our dream six pack. We've we've reviewed enough beer. I should have the live. Um, I should have the live spreadsheet on the website by next week, so you guys can go through. I will say I I can only do this if the spreadsheet is live. Yes, I will have the live spreadsheet on the website by then. I actually built the website, listeners. Um, it'll be live when the live spreadsheet's up. Um, and I would like for us to build our dream six-pack. It's six beers from different breweries. And you can put anything you want in it. Like McGolden. Like fucking um, all, like PBR. Like I'm, I'm going to ruin it for the listeners. One of my spots is going to be filled with PBR. <laughs> and Just like one of mine will be filled with Yangling. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> so, you know, so caveat to that, you guys have to try the beer, and uh, you've had to have had it, and then from there, we're gonna build it. Let's talk about it and and talk why. Um, just because I think it'll be fun, and thirty six is divisible by six, so that'd be fun. Episode thirty six. Do the devil. Let's go. <laughs> Do we have any uh, would you rather's to wrap up the show? I do. Uh, would you rather? Also, this this is low key picked by Fields. I gave him two options. He goes, go with the one with the bigger amount of votes. I'm like, okay. Uh, here we go. Would you rather go to hell or to heaven? Just be there for thirty minutes and see everything, and someone explains everything about hell or heaven. No torture or anything. Oh yes, a tour. Yeah, it's like a tour. You go there for 30 minutes. You don't get harmed. You don't get blessed. It's oh, like this is fucking easy. This is easy. It's a wrap. Take me to hell. Back in black ACDC style, babe. Let's see what's going on. This is easy. If you have another question, like, what, what are the questions? I have no questions for you. This is easy as hell. I'm going to let you know Reddit is split basically 50-50 on this. But I will be I will be with hell. Take me to fucking hell. Let me see how bad it can get and let me recalibrate my life afterwards. I it's think like scared straight real life edition. <laughs> real afterlife edition. Um, have you guys ever seen The Good Place? Mm. No. Yeah. You, yeah, you've seen the good place. Um, so basically, they they're in hell, um, and it doesn't look that bad. I'm not gonna lie. At the end of the good place, they go to heaven, and it looked a little worse. It wasn't as fun. <laughs> um, so just saying, I think I'd want to go to heaven just to see what's going on up there. Be like, do I really need to continue to lead a good life? Like. 
do I have to help everybody else out? Like, because if you don't, then uh, Fields and I, we've met some investors and some people that have fucked people over. Like, you could become a Shark Tank investor. Money, 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 money. But right now, morals, because I'm afraid of hell, What if you're afraid of heaven too, doesn't matter. You just live your life, and so, they shoot you wherever you go. Nick, this is my theory. If you're afraid of both hell and heaven, you will then become – you become motivated to become the richest man of all time. Therefore, having enough money to live as long as you can because you're afraid of both heaven and hell. I think – I think – so the person that created this question is definitely not Catholic because purgatory is not within the, the talk here, is Dude, it? send me to purg, man. Call me Cole, the Perg Field. Let's go. Yeah, I think I'm. I, I think I'm going up to heaven. I gotta see what it's about. If they're giving me everything I've ever wanted, then you're gonna be let down, Chief. I'm gonna be Turns let out, down. You know what heaven is? Is basically a little factory farm that out like 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 a slave farm in China. Basically, the same same deal. Like what if you're you have to like create clouds and shit all day every day? That's heaven. You have to create clouds, dude. Like you have to go in eight hours a day, twenty four day, twenty four hours a day. I don't fucking know. I'd like to imagine I that. I don't see. Here's my problem with heaven. Um, we're getting real deep. In, here's my problem with heaven. If you can have every, even in the afterlife, if you can have everything you've ever wanted because you're a good person. What are you working towards? Like, even if you're dead, like, I feel like if you still have, like, an essence about you, you need some meaning. So at least in hell, you might be just working towards, like, not being afraid. But if you get whatever you want in heaven, what are you working towards? Anybody? Can I? I don't. Honestly, Bob, you shouldn't have listened to me. You should have picked the other one. <laughs> this question nah, sucks. Bro, I want to. I want to see what the worst possible experience in my life could be, and I want to do everything I can do yeah. to avoid no. it. Well, it wouldn't I, be the well, worst experience in your life. What if it wasn't that bad, though? What if it wasn't that bad? <laughs> what if? What, what, what if, if it's? What if it's nice and cozy down there and warm? <laughs> what if? It's yeah. Like what if it's you down? just like watching fucking the Eagles lose the Super Bowl every what single if it's year? Just, the Yule Log. Sounds like hell. Heaven, and you're just chilling. <laughs> you're just chilling watching the Yule Log. No big deal. So I don't know. I don't think I could do it. I think this is this is this is deep here. I think hell is going to be different for everybody. So I think you visiting hell at whatever age could change as you get older. Because I think hell is just like just supposed to be basically the worst thing ever, which. The worst thing ever is so different for everybody. So I think it could be very different. Like a hell for... Like if you imagine hell, all four of us right now, if we would draw out this, a picture of what we think hell this is. This conversation is me. I got mine easy. I know what my hell is. Should well, I'm not, a, I'm not asking for everyone's hell. Mine is <laughs> slow internet. I there and it keeps loading. The YouTube channel. <laughs> it just keeps, It's just the little circle of hell. Just, <laughs> all day. <laughs> Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Today I was thinking about uh, my next apartment, uh, having no internet, just having nothing, just no internet, no TV, just having nothing there. 
I think that'd be nice to be honest. Except for I couldn't have the booze and banner podcast. So like when I when it happens, I would have to come over to Nick's house every day, and I and his wife would be pissed at me. So bad, dude. Let's do it. Um, so I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with, I would visit hell, although I was on the fence, just like my beer. Um, I think I would go hell because I think after seeing what happens, if you're not a good person, it'd give you a little kick in the shorts to just be a better person. Cause I think if you saw heaven, you, I mean, you could say the same thing though. Like, oh, then you'd be like, oh, well that's where I want to go. So you'd strive to be a better person. But I think typically you get more of a reaction out of people if you show them the bad and things instead of the good so i think like my like ultimate dream is to be a brewer like i'm gonna give people alcohol for a living i'm destined i'm destined for hell like i guess monks brewed beer but I just feel like, like if okay, God doesn't like people that support gay people. God doesn't like people that get tattoos. God doesn't like people that drink. I'm fucked. I'm like a hundred percent just instantly fucked. Might as well go up to heaven and be like, eh, not that great. <laughs> Even though in the back of your mind you're like, no, this is great. Like I, I'd rather just lie to myself through my like, whole life. Mama, we made it. <laughs> See, the same thing that I was saying with hell is I think for heaven. I think heaven is everyone's own little heaven. I don't think there's just this big gate that you get oh, into. Oh, dude. I see. I don't like that. If, I, if I'm if i in heaven, I want to be hanging out with my people. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, that's that's fine. Like, you have your own Nick, reality in heaven is what I'm saying. You are in heaven right now, baby. You're hanging out with your people. Exactly. Exactly. I think Earth is great. Let's just try to... Let's just, even though our I government agree. doesn't want I, to right now, I, let's just I, I keep science agree going. With all this. I completely agree with all this. I'm just saying that I don't think, like, heaven is just this big thing where you walk in and it's just massive, you know. I think everyone's in their own reality because everyone, like, that's that's heaven. Heaven is, like, the best place you could imagine, but it's it's, you know, it's what you're imagining kind of thing. Does anyone want to start a new religion? I kind of want to. I kind of want. I kind of want to write a book up, sci-fi book, kind of like Scientology Dude, a little bit. You should you know? read. Uh, have you read the, any of Mark Manson's books? Nope. So the subtle art of not giving a fuck, oh, and yes. and everything is fucked. Uh, they're both by Mark Manson, uh, and I believe it's the second one. Everything is fucked is the second one to the uh, the series. Um, he talks about how to create your own religion. And he talks about, like, all the differences of how, like, atheism was started and how Christianity and how Catholicism, all this stuff was started and how it really is not that fucking hard to create a religion. He gives you, like, three to four steps on how to create a religion, and it's really not hard. And it's okay, so true. I'll take, this to, I'll take this tutorial and run. It's called The Booze and Banter Religious Beliefs. All right. I like it. Well, I like it. I, I look forward to it. You, you three will be my my first three disciples. I will be Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh come Can't on! Can't take that name. Dibs, baby. Call me, call me. Uh, Fields the Master One. Only one. Pray to me. <laughs> That's my full name. 
All right, All Fields right. the Master One. Only one pray to you. That was episode 35 of Booze and Banter. Again, we reviewed from Ten Pin Brewing Company the Gutterball Hazy IPA. That's going to the mini fridge. From Bemidji Brewing Company, the Winter IPA. That's going to the mini fridge. From Bell's Brewing, the official IPA. That's a hazy as well, going in the mini fridge. And then finally, from Deschutes Brewing Company, the Fresh Haze IPA, not going in the mini fridge. Wow. What do we got? What do we got, guys? Come on. No bueno, Samuel Adams. Oh, little peachy. I, love it. I like it. Uh, the... I don't. I can't. I can't do it as clever. I have to just do it straight up. the <laughs> the The MMA is not the same as the NBA. I can't think of a better way to put it. And we Silly need way to some put it. Words of wisdom from Baca. <clears throat> well, since we are a beer podcast, here we go. Would you rather not? Would you rather? But <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> you you give a man a fish. He eats for a day. You teach a man how to fish. He sits in a boat and drinks beer all day. Hey. <laughs> I like That's it. That's pretty good. And that is the words of wisdom for the week. <laughs> okay. right. Way to wrap it up. I love it. All right, guys. That was episode 35 of Booze and Banter. Good night. Good night.